Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome to Friday. Welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. We're really out of schedule doing one at four o'clock, Paddy. I, I just noticed it, but Paddy's going to know shindig tonight. And to be honest with you, I think I'll be asleep before six o'clock this evening. It's been <laughs> and a hectic couple of days, to be honest with you. So uh, uh, I wanted to get something done because, to be honest with you, I haven't been spotting my arm off of Paddy. And Jesus, Paddy, I think it's coming up in about two weeks since we've chatted with you. And there's been a lot. There's been a bit gone on. But uh, yeah, it's good to have you back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Nice to have a little break too. Not that yeah. you've had any of a break. I, I see every time I pick up my phone, I see a notification that you're gone live. So yeah. uh, I think I've caught up on everything at this stage, but the the, the lone watches were enjoyable. Listen. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed those. I really did because you think like realistically, you know, you can talk about players that you've seen play before. And then when you're like, it's, it's really... And I think I sp- I probably speak for the majority of other fan podcasts that do this as well. So, excuse me. Sometimes we've got younger kids and they go out and loan. You know, don't know a whole pile about them, but you could probably rattle off a lot of statistics and a lot of uh, you could yeah. find a lot of games for players that aren't your own. And it's really mm. weird that way that you know sometimes you don't pay enough attention to your own. So when you've got these people coming back, and we're talking about maybe five subs next year and Cameron Archer's of this world, Ken Kessler Hayden's. Probably Louis Barry's, although I think maybe youth is on his side. You know, it's interesting to to figure mm. those guys out and to see what the what the other teams think of them. And it was great. It was great the the, the selection of guys you got on were all very enthusiastic and and uh, mm. very happy with the fact that uh, you know that you were bringing them on to talk about these guys and, and all all very uh, complimentary about about Villa in general and how everything was handled. 
I have maybe, warned maybe, that I was maybe not too happy with uh with the the Swindon guy with us taking Kane Kessler Hayden so early. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did mention that was that was an interesting one. All right, I think there was a quid pro quo there. That wait a minute, we'll take Kane Kessler Hayden back, but we'll give you Louis Barry because he's basically in the doldrums of Paul Cook's Ipswich. So it was an interesting one. But we actually do have one still left. Trying to organise it for next week. Uh, Jaden Philogene Bades uh, with a Stoke podcast because started off like a train and then it just tried to t- tail off and I've no idea why that happened and I want to talk to the guys from Stoke from uh, the We Are Stoke podcast to try and figure that one out because um, he could be a useful asset based on his development um, and somebody I think that Stephen mm-hmm. Gerrard's going to want to have a look out look at and we are going to talk about some of the guys we are going to be talking with Cameron Archer in a moment um, because we've got a few um, a few things. That, uh, that that have kind of happened, I suppose. Namely, Paddy. Um, namely, I think Manny Target has left for pastures new. Not a shock, not a surprise, but you can't mention his name on social media without somebody jumping down your throat saying that you need to be more gracious in how you le- how you like, like. What's wrong with Newcastle fans? I'm gonna be really honest. Like, you know, put up a big post saying, "Listen, fair play to him." Was right deal for us, right deal for Newcastle, most improved player in 2021. All the best to him. And then I put up a stat- like statistical analysis that don't lie. And then next thing I get this cra- crackpot then telling me that I'm like all Brummies. I'm not even from Birmingham, buddy. The joke's on you. And plus, Brummies don't give a shit what you think of them either. You know, no. it's not exactly like Geordies have an absolutely exemplary, um, you know, stereotype either. For God's sake, like get out of town. But yeah. Just wanted to get that off my chest. They remember a banner from 13 years ago, but they don't remember us uh, getting a last-minute equaliser against Brighton to give them the championship a few years ago. Well, look, look, they're, it they're is, a strange, it, strange bunch of fans. I, I have no problem saying that. They can attack me on Twitter all they like. I couldn't give a shiny shite about them, and I couldn't give a shiny shite about Matt Taggart either. He's gone. Good luck. He couldn't play in front of fans, as far as I'm concerned. He went absolutely off the ball. I'll never forget that broken interview against uh, Southampton. Southampton. When he went back to his local, his, his, basically his, his team that brought him oh, to oh, where he oh, was yeah. and absolutely shit the bed. So, look, I'll have good memories, I'll have, I'll have bad memories, but uh, n- nothing that will stand out for me, really, apart from maybe that goal against Brighton last year. Mm. Yeah. And look, he's like he's very, very like I've no problem saying it. Matt Target is a, is a Premier League standard fullback without a shadow of a doubt. Plays really well with a good winger in front of him, and you could see that Alan Samaxim, um, being on the team plays um plays that way, you know. So uh, he needs that. He needs the protection protection of somebody that they need to look after. But, but look, I think every fan base has has a few duds themselves. Like, you know, I don't think there's any fan base going to say that they're absolutely perfect. Like, realistically speaking, we're probably two duds ourselves, Paddy, as well, in the greater <laughs> scheme of things. But um, when I when I talk about target is, look, he does have his limitations. And for Newcastle fans, I think he's the second coming of uh, um, Ian Hart. Um, <laughs> but, Roberto Carlo. But actually, do you know what? Ian Hart is probably a good example of who he could kind of be like he's got his limitations in certain areas but he's kind of good in other areas now he's not a free kick specialist or anything but he needs to have somebody who can do who can help him in front and uh and look more power to him at newcastle mm. and like i put up this i put up a statistic like himself and dina it just kind of shows they're two they're two completely different players and we've gone for a different style of player i don't know can't do right for anyone in this day and age you know yeah. I, i'm um, i'm not i'm not convinced he's uh a, a defender that will play consistently in the Premier League. That's just my opinion. 
Um, I yeah. think he's he's got too many uh, too many. Uh, I'm not going to go all in on him. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. I think he's he's, he's gone. Yeah, he we 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 have an upgrade for what we have. We've a much better player. He played very well with Jack in front of him, where, where he could he could literally lie down and have a cup of tea at times because everybody was preoccupied with Jack. So they they have him. They're happy with him. But I wouldn't put money on them upgrading that position as well before the yeah. the transfer window is open. Well, I and I think you know. Best looked at. Fair play to him. He'll go off to Newcastle. And he's found this. Uh, uh, like it's not often that somebody gets. He more or less got to pick. I think. I think he got a pick of where he wanted to go. Um, from what from mm-hmm. reading between the lines and what I know of it, when he spat the dummy out, really. Um, uh, after Dino was signed, and then he got to more or less pick where he wanted to. There was a couple of teams in for him. Um, and and he got to pick the, the one that he thought would suit him best, and he got it right. So fair play to him. Backed himself. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that there should ever be this big whole, oh, we got to hate him now because he didn't want to fight for his place thing. That's fine. It's a job at the end of the day. You know, it's a job to him at the end of the day. He's got no yeah. he's got no um no affiliation with Aston Villa other than the fact no, that we I, I, I don't we don't hate him at all. I, I was disappointed with some of the sound bites he came out with after yeah, he left yeah. bearing yeah. in mind he was still our player. But other than that, I really I really don't care. We we have an upgrade. We needed an upgrade. We got our upgrade and you know we'll probably bring in somebody Maybe as a as a number two to to Luca Dean, which he wasn't prepared to to stay and fight for, and that's his prerogative. Yeah, yeah and actually, do you know what? I've been meaning to. I've got I've got the the statistics done, and I might even release it tomorrow. Just I'm miles behind on Quinton Merlin. Um, I just forgot. I thought I'd released it. Now I realised yesterday morning that I completely forgot that I hadn't released it on Quinton Merlin. So I might. Uh, um, I haven't recorded it, should I say. I thought I had recorded one and released it, but I haven't. Uh, so I might do that mm-hmm. tomorrow morning. But I've got a couple of those. Next se- next week, I've got a kind of a series going on next week of who I personally would like. So it's my time next week. Forget about all the reporters. Forget about all the back pages. It's who I want. My podcast, I can do what I want. <laughs> That's exactly. what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. that, uh, do you know what? Completely off topic, because you know what? I'm kind, of, I'm kind of a small bit sick uh, already of talking about Target, but have you ever eaten Biltong, Paddy? <laughs> I have eaten Biltong. It's fucking gorgeous. I've been over here and I'm tipping into it for during the whole podcast. Biltong is is unbelievable. So I uh, just wanted to try it out there because I've eaten it before, but um, I forgot how nice it was. And just in I case anyone's think... wondering what I'm chewing on. Yeah, it's uh, it's supposed to be very good for you, isn't it? I see all all those health freaks eating it now. Is that what you're turning into, Neil? Oh, yeah, big style. I was actually thinking of doing things. Do you know what, Paddy? You probably put me on the spot. I was thinking of trying to lose weight because I was at the doctor and he did say I needed to lose a few a few uh, kgs. Um, so I was thinking of doing it in conjunction with the, with Villa's um, pre-season. And by the end of Villa's pre-season, see how much I can lose and then donate whatever, maybe a 10 or a pound or whatever like that, or um, 20 quid a kg or something like that and donate it to the Aston Foundation, see if anyone wanted to roll in, roll in behind me. Um. I could do it losing a few pounds. Now, now, now you're look. Biltong might be the way forward. Yeah, right. yeah. Look, we'll forward. park this. Um, we'll ta- park this target conversation with with this point from uh, Hippo Hippo eighty four. Target was a consistent five or six out of ten. We're looking for players that are close to be eight or nine. I don't know whether he bottled out of Villa, but he he was he was too hot and cold for me towards the end. So, um. I think that's fair. I think that's safe enough to say we needed someone who was more consistent. Well, look, I'm going to continue my build tank and I'm, I'm, I'm done. Moving on from um, from Addy Target. Best of luck in Newcastle. 
did a job for us in fairness for two and a half years. You were happy to be out. Um, and I think we're happy with the price that we got. So uh, win-win for everybody. And you know what? There's very few there are very few transfers like that where it is a win-win for everybody, I think. I think Villa must be delighted getting 15 million already after getting a 3 million loan fee for half the season previously. We got our money back on him and we got two years of service. Mm-hmm. And he got us, he, you know, he got us promoted into the Premier League. Um, wasn't he? No, sorry, he wasn't. He wasn't on no. that team. We got him when we just got into the Premier yeah. League. So he kept us in the yeah. Premier League, and then obviously he kicked on. And you know, I, I've no problem sitting here and saying that he was our most improved player in 2020-2021. So you know, we got some good years out of him, and now he's gone to pastures new, and we haven't lost anything other than wages on him. So fair play to the club, fair play to Maddie Target on that, and uh, we'll all move on, and we'll all be happy bunnies. Um, so that's uh, that that that's the way it is. But um, I want to talk about two other players that are most definitely ours, will be ours, I think. Well, are under contract with us for certain next season, whether one of them will be here or not, or if he goes out and loan. I know it will be contentious because I think that if he does, I, I think he will go out and loan again. I think it'll be a Tammy Abraham approach with, with Cameron Archer, and we'll come to him in a moment. But I want to talk about Jacob Ramsey. Jacob Ramsey is, for me, one of the most exciting, exciting young, young, like he was exciting for Aston Villa, I think uh, coming towards the end of the season in the middle of last season. Now seeing him in that under 22, 21 setup, I just, I just think he's one of the most exciting young English players full stop. Um, I get a lot of vibes of like, if, if there's, there's a lot of English players that have been fast tracked to the, to the uh, international team. And there's a lot of players there that have been fast tracked into premier league football. And Jacob Ramsey, I will put up there as one of those. And, you know, you look at Callum Hudson or die. He's gotten an, he got an England, uh, he was getting England caught, uh, England, um, conversations like at 18, 19. He's never really panned out, really. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Hudson Adoy, there's probably people here who think that he's a lot better than I do. We've got Ruben his cheek What I'm trying to say is there's a lot of people here who've gotten plotted a lot, a lot uh, at young ages. I think I think Jacob Ramsey is going to be one of those, except I think he's in the right club and he's got the longevity to kind of push on because uh, every time I see him, he just seems to bring something different to his game and he seems to look an extra inch taller. And uh, I thought he played really well for the England under-21s when he played uh, over the last week. Um, <clears throat> I don't claim to have seen the game. I saw the goal, all right. Um, I really like him. He's, he's by far and away the, the biggest green shoot we've had this season. Um, to, to have a player homegrown like that to play consistently the way he is. He did a, he did have a blip for a few games in between where I was calling for him to, to maybe take a rest and, and bring him back on again. But... He, he, he soldiered through, he played him all the way through and he's just been phenomenal. He really, really has. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how he progresses with, with good players around him and I think he just strikes me every time I hear him in interviews and, and hear people talking about him. He's just a guy that wants to learn and learn and learn and that's, that's the best advice you can give to a young footballer. If, if you can keep learning, you, you will get better. No matter, no matter what way you look at it, you'll get better. So, um, I hope he continues to be that way. I hope he he doesn't get carried away with uh, with himself like a lot of young footballers do. And uh, I I think we'll reap the rewards because you know he's one of our own. Uh, unless he has ideas about himself, I can see him being with us for for a very long term, if not all his career. But uh, time will tell on that one. We thought that with Jack too. But uh, look, if we if we get till about 25, 26, and who knows, maybe we'd be playing with the big boys at that stage and maybe we'd be good enough for him to, to stay with us. But um, hopefully, you know, the, the signs are there that we might be and the money's going to be spent. So um, 
just fingers crossed he, he does push on. And I, I'm, I'm actually a bit disappointed he didn't get into the main England squad. He did train with them at one stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, never expect him to get in, but... Oh, I don't know. What, Jesus. Uh, well, I suppose what probably held him back a bit was, was the nature of the fixtures that we're going to have to play. They're, they've got three tough games in that group that they're in, so... Um, the most important thing for England there was to make sure they weren't relegated and if affect their ranking for the next qualifier. So, um, for the for the last maybe ten or fifteen tor- tournaments, they've been ranked number one, and and ba- basically, with the exception of nineteen ninety four, breezed into every co- every competition. So, it was important to protect their their standing within within those rankings and and stay up the top of the the seedings. It's an interesting one from, and this is completely off topic, but Aston the Villa fan says the one club player days are over. And that's an interesting one. You know, could Mark Noble be the last one club player that we see for quite a period of time in the Premier League? I know that you'll have teams that will be promoted into the Premier League, but I think like someone mm. like Mark Noble, who's played with West Ham, bouncing between Premier League championship during his during his tenure. David, yeah. I think that's true. I, I think that we will see, like, obviously we're seeing less and less of them even at the moment, but potentially he might be. Depends on the quality of the player, you know, if... if, uh, if yeah, you obviously, you know, like, so, like you probably have, yeah. player, you might have a sub goalie that might be there, mm-hmm. like, for, for 15 years and get, like, 60 caps or whatever like that, 60 yeah. appearances. But, like, Mark Noble was up there with appearances and, like, he would have been, still would have been seen as a, as a valuable player for the club, I suppose. That's why I brought him up. Yeah, well, look, you, you get players then like Seamus Coleman, who, who Everton highly value having him in the dressing room, will probably get a new contract just to be there. Whether he plays an awful lot of football, we, we won't know, but um, he's very highly thought of. And every now and again, those players come along, the likes of Noble, the likes of Gabby, um, that, that just want to stay with the club, and that's it. But, you know, it, it, I, I <laughs> go back to what I said about Ramsey, that, that's what I, w- I would expect him to at least give us till he's about twenty five or twenty six, and if 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 we push on with him, maybe he'll stay with us and be a one man club. You mentioned Gabby there, and it just got me thinking of Gabby. <laughs> I don't mean to wind you up, Neil. <laughs> She's uh, just like Gabby, Gabby. Yeah, like what a good, like he scored an absolute belter last night. Like oh, he was brilliant against Switzerland last night. Um, for the Spanish kid, um. <laughs> Just such a player like himself and Pedri. And, and there's another guy, what's his name? Is it Pau Torres as well? Barcelona have just signed there. Like everyone is, is having a good laugh at Barcelona's expense. The fact that they're, well, they, I don't know, they're not broke anymore because they've got like something like three quarters of a billion in sponsorship over the last uh, last 18 months. But um, after signing three absolute gems out of nowhere, um, and then you catalog it in then with the likes of Orangio, the. Um, the centre half and a couple of more guys there. Barca won't be long retooling again if they can keep all those players and keep them all under Absolutely under uh, under contract. You know, teams like that don't stay down for too long. I suppose no. Man United really are the are the 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 exception to that rule, considering that they've been what they're coming up in what ten coming up in ten years, um, in the doldrums and in the league. I suppose really, in, in comparatively speaking, and long may um, that continue. <laughs> Exactly. Um, exactly. And look, when you think of the Bars- you're talking about them signing Pau Torres, it's not that long ago that we were linked with Pau Torres. So uh, no, it wasn't. No, Barcelona. It's not Pau Torres. It's Pau something. He's a young. He's a younger player. 
Um, All right. I thought I'd that one that they're trying to No, it's not centre half. He's another young guy. Okay. Um, apparently, he's from the same club as they got Pedri from. Um, but I can't, his name escapes me. I think it's something like that, Paul Carlos or something. I don't know what it is. Um, so we'll move swiftly along. Uh, so yeah, so Jacob, Jacob Ramsey, a couple of people asked there, where do we think that, uh, where, Mark's asked here, Mark Cattersley, where do you think Jacob Ramsey's position will be in the future? A box-to-box midfielder or a traditional number eight type role? And I think that, that's really, I think it's going to be subjective in the way that I think Stephen Jarrod is going to have an awful lot to say on where his role will even be next year. Um, and I think he, I think Jacob Ramsey could end up being, I think he's probably just going to be going to be that box to box player, more so going forward. I'm I'm loath to say it because he's the best ball carrier, he's the best carrier of the ball we have in the team at the moment. He's the yeah. best dribbler of the ball we have in the moment. So, you know, you play him in that eight position, he's not going to be that metronome, but you do want him moving forward with that ball. Um, so it's hard to kind of pigeonhole him at the minute as to where he would play. He's not going to be Thiago. Like if you're going to say that Villa are going to play that that Liverpool midfield system, which I still have an inkling they might try and implement something like that next season. He could be maybe in the probably be in in the Jordan Henderson role. Um, but then again, Jordan Henderson plays further back, so it's impossible to really know um, where he would be played next season. But for me, because of his ball carrying skills, I think you would have to play him and let it give him the leash go further forward, and then make sure that other people can defend at the back because he's our best ball carrier as it stands. I think I think a lot a lot will depend on who we bring in and where he decide what what system he decides to s- stick with um depending on who we have. So, you know, I I often said I'd like to see him as one of those 10s and see how he gets on because he, he's a great finisher. Uh, he's a really really good player and as you say um he's very good at running with the ball and he's deceptively quick. So for me, I see him as, as an eight um, and, and you know, re- really, really, really important to us with the ball um, and as well as doing the work to, to defend when we lose it. But uh, it, as I said, it'll all come down to who we um, who we sign and who we build the team around in the next few months. Paddy, is your passport up to date? It is. Looking forward right. to my holidays. We're on the way, Rick. We're on the way, Rick. <laughs> I'd love to get out to the next North American meetup. I have got, well, potentially, actually, I just realized that I forgot to get back to him yesterday. I've got somebody who was at the at the um, North American meetup. Um, that hopefully, I'm going to try and hook up with him next week and just talk about uh, certain things that, uh, not certain things that went on, but just villain things just to, <laughs> and talk to him about the, the, the North American meetup as well. So um, it looked like an absolutely fantastic time. And uh, yeah, you guys put on a put on a great show by all accounts. So we'll have to get over at some stage for sure, for absolute sure. Um, Rick, Rick, Rick needs to to know that I can't go to this North American meetup until they have it in a state where you can bring an eighteen year old to the pub and I can bring my son. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any states? I don't think there's any states. You might have to have it in Canada again. Uh, I think Cleveland is eighteen. Is it? I had this discussion with Kevin Hunter last week. <laughs> Maybe it is. I, he, I, said I, I've was, seen young, he said it was only about three or four, but anyway. We'll, when we'll, I was in Cleveland, I saw younger than 18 down in bottles of whiskey in the Muni lap before <laughs> Browns game anyway. So um, <laughs> there is that. There is that for sure. Um, but Paddy, uh, speaking uh, about players that we've had or that we have and that have, have acquitted themselves very, very well on international duty recently, Cameron Archer um came off the bench and scored his first international well his first under 21 goal and i have to say 
yeah, the opposition weren't weren't world beaters by any mm-hmm. stretch of the imagination. But it's that finish again. It's just that one to- that snapshot. No one's going to finish the ball. Like I don't care who the goalkeeper is. There, it's the it's the the fact he takes the shot so early. It's just brilliant. Like this, we don't have a striker in our team that does this. And I'm not going to be hyperbolic about it now because I've said this since basically day one. I did liken him to Nicholas Anelka the way he just swings a leg at everything. And Anelka used to do that when he was in around the box and he used to score some really good goals. Goals that other strikers couldn't score because other strikers were too scared to take shots. Cameron Archer isn't scared to take shots. I had the guy mm. on from the Butter the Butter Pie podcast at Ollie on during the week doing the loan roundup on, on him as well. And he said the same thing. He said that like he's he just shoots and you just know that it's going to be on target. Mm. Um, and that's kind of what you want. Like we've gotten so lost with strikers and oh, they've got great attributes in doing this and doing that. Yeah, but how many shots does he take a game? But if he can't shoot, he can't if, if he can't shoot, he can't score. You know, and Cameron Archer does it again. And uh yeah, like you know, the boy just scores goals. It's always good for. <laughs> yeah. And that and he is that fox in the box and, and he has a little bit extra to his uh to his game as well. To come off the bench in that game to make your international debut with the under twenty ones and score with your very first touch is incredible. So look he's he has a bright future ahead. There's a big decision to be made in uh in, in the coming weeks to where he actually fits in. Um it does he go out on loan again or is he gonna be you know that third choice striker that that that's going to be behind Ings and Watkins, or does Ings and Watkins move on? Um, so I th- I th- there's a lot of there's a lot of to and fro before a decision is made. Um, and again, I'd like to see him go to a club that's going to be challenging at the right end of the championship, be it back to Preston, or maybe someone who's in and around the playoffs just to see how good he can really be. Well, there's my next question answer because I was going to say he's been linked with Preston, or he's been linked. With Watford, Middlesbrough, and Rangers, and you said you want to see him challenging at the top of the championship. So that goes to say that you don't want him at Rangers next season. I, I personally think that you know maybe if he's playing at the top of the championship, where why somebody's focused on one goal, one one track. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I'm going to say it, and I'm probably going to going to rile people up, but this is coming from a, a place of a place of positivity and just what I see. I'd much prefer him to be playing against. A ba- um, you know, a bottom of the table championship team and to be playing against Fall Cork away on a Tuesday night because it, no matter what you say about Rangers, are going to just muller them. They're going to batter them. Yeah. You know, whereas you might get a good game from, you know, Cardiff might be. The, I don't. I don't know. I'm just naming teams here. A Cardiff yeah. or a um, you know, I don't even know who's who's really who's promoted this season. You know, maybe a, a Blackpool. Um, might be down there. You'll get as good a game off those, better game off those than you probably would against a. I don't know, you know, Patrick Tissel or something like that at the bottom mm-hmm. of the, the Scottish. But then again, if we want him just scoring goals, that's how you learn how to score goals is taking those taking those yeah. shots and, and your technique even against teams that are of lesser ability than you. So I'm torn between the two. But I don't think you're right, I'm not, I'm not torn at all. And, and if if the question was even that he was going to Celtic, I'd say exactly the same. I get an awful lot of stick on Twitter every time I mention Rangers on this podcast. So I'm going to sit completely on the fence and explain why I don't want him to go to Scotland. If he went and played for Celtic, um, if you if you look at it nine times out of ten, it's just the Alamo. There's no space in the box. There's no space for a player like him to flourish. Fair enough, the ball might break from whatever happened and he tap it in. But there, there's no there's no room to flourish in those big t- big teams. If you look at most of those strikers, they're burly, 
assholes like Morelos and Giacomacus that play in those positions. I don't see Cameron Archer as one of those. So I'd like to see him play in an open championship game, as you say. But, you know, Watford would be a good move. Someone who's looking to try and get back in the Premier League. Um, I wouldn't put it past Dean Smith making an inquiry for him either. Um, so there's, there's plenty of options. Plenty of options there. I, for some reason, I just can't see young Tim and Cameron Archer not wearing Canary, Canary Yellow <laughs> next season. You know, it just makes way too much sense. It makes way, way, way too much sense mm-hmm. for the two of them to be there. Manager that, that, that knows them. And, uh, you know, I don't. I suppose it would just go to show how, what, like, is there any animosity? I suppose maybe we'll find this out now. But I do think Dean Smith will come back and we'll, we'll look for players on loan from us. Because, as you know, Norwich don't blow, the, don't blow the budget when they get relegated. And they live off those parachute payments and they've become very rich. Like, they've become a very well-run club off doing that. But the pressure is now on Dean Smith to get them re- re-promoted again. And I think he could get them promoted with those two options. Mm. Um, I, I can guarantee you, like Josh Sargent, for all, I know he got injured against us, and I think he's probably going to miss the start of the season. But I'm nearly going to back Cameron Archer to score more goals based on what I've seen of him, specifically in the championship, than I would somebody like a Josh Sargent, albeit they play in different positions. So could be something there. Transfer window opens today, guys. Just forgot to, forgot to mention that at the start. <laughs> Sack the board, sack Smith. Oh, sack Smith. He's that's already happened. Sack Gerard, sack Johan Langer. Sack Been a very Robert. quiet window so far. Gorf, <laughs> yeah, it's too quiet, too quiet, too quiet. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, but for me, I think, for me, with Cameron Archer, I think, and I mentioned the Tammy Abraham route. Tammy Abraham was loaned out until he was like twenty. Like he was probably he was pretty much loaned out until he went to until he went to Roma. And I'm not saying that that every player is going to be like Tammy Abraham, but I think Cameron Archer playing in the championship for one more year is, could be a, a very, very, very good learning spot for him. I think like he's going to learn more than being on our bench and getting maybe 10, 12 appearances, um, maybe getting eight hundred minutes off the bench for us next season. Now. Would I be pissed off if he was on the bench, given we've got five subs? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm talking about if he has to go out and if we don't bring in any other strikers, um, I, I'd have no problem there. If we brought in a striker, I'd probably be going, hmm, maybe we could loan mm. him out after the first League Cup game, loan him out until January with a recall clause, see if we want to call him back or whatever, play the kind of softly, softly approach that we did with him like we did with Kane Kessler Hayden last season and, and see what happens and hedge our bets that way. But... um. I wouldn't have him sitting on our bench all season. If it, if it was a case of, oh, no, we need him because he's going to be our, our third-choice striker all season, um, while he will get minutes, 
I just I prefer to get, prefer to see him go out and get two thousand minutes than to sit mm. on our bench and maybe get seven eight hundred for the year and just for his development because do you think that, do you think that the days of of developing a Robbie Fowler or a Michael Owen at that age and putting them into a top flight team like that are over? Well, I don't I don't think that we're going to see that many 16, 16 17, 18, 19 year old strikers break on because I I think that even like you look at a Robbie Fowler and you look at a Michael Owen you talk about longevity like both of them were gone by the time they were thirty you know. Mm. And would you be better to nurture a striker? And they were just brilliant talents. Like, don't get me wrong. Christ, I'd kill for one. I'd kill for a 10-year, like a 20-year-old Robbie Fowler now. Oh, sign me up every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. Like, just a fantastic player, fantastic finisher, a fantastic striker. But um, I just, I, I'm not sure that the game is, is, is built that way for the Premier League anymore. Yes, you will. You'll have a couple of players that will do it. But like Robbie Fowler, I, I've no statistics. I, I would imagine that Robbie Fowler only played every single game his first season with himself and Rush. And then when when uh, Owen came in, played every single game his first season at 18 years of age. I'm just not sure that that is, I, I'm just not sure that that will ever be a thing again, just like the one the one club striker or the one club mm. player would be a thing again. But like Cameron Archer has, like I, I still think that he has time in his side because like I'll say it again, like I did in the last podcast. He's twenty years of age. He won't be twenty-one till the end of the year. But like none of us were talking about him eighteen months ago. No one. There wasn't one person. There wasn't one podcast that was saying, "Hi, oh, let's have a look out and get a camera action." Not that I listened to anyway. And that's what I'm saying is that somebody can blossom and then like let him let him grow at that rate. And if it is on our bench, absolutely fine. But I'm saying let him grow at that. Don't rate. forget, he went out on loan last season. Um was f- fairly ordinary when he was on loan. He just suddenly flourished at the beginning of this season. At Sadio Moore's, was it? Was it Sadio yeah, Moore's he was there? and there was a good option to go and and uh, and to send him out to Preston, who, who who would have been who was obviously a great influence on him as well because he was getting games. He, that was the most important thing to be playing games at that level will bring you on no end. So if he if he's old enough, he's good enough. I would say if we don't sign another striker, we're going to need to have him on the bench. Oh yeah, and, and I think we will sign another striker. We're linked with we were linked with just a brilliantly named player, and somebody who's highly thought of. Couldn't tell you a sausage about him <laughs> other than he came on the Europa League. But Sonny Perkins, I've always wanted a Sonny to be to be playing for a team. I don't know why Sonny's <laughs> just such a class name. Sonny Perkins sounds like a fella that you could buy half a pound of liver and tripe off, and then see him playing soccer then about an hour later. He is really staying sound in name, isn't it? He could be one of the pearly people like Sonny Perkins. He really could be. But uh looks like Villa are in, in frame. So are Leeds. Really, really highly thought of player. I just don't know a whole pile about him. I'm going to be really honest. 17-year-old, more so an attacking midfielder than he is a striker. Um Well, that's what that's what I've seen. But he can play both. He can straddle both of them. But West Ham fans are a bit... A bit annoyed that they would be letting him go and they're blaming David Moyes for not giving you the chance. It sounds very much like a Chuck Mueka uh, situation that they have gone, gone on there with him. Um, but I, I don't know all pile about him, but he's somebody that was was uh, mentioned yesterday. And I think when we look at, I suppose, talking as well, like that guy Evan Simpson or Ewan Simpson, I can't remember what, what his name was, and then Rory, the guy from Rangers. Gosh, just basically our, our recruitment in the youth system seems to really be going after prodigious um striking talents and forward talents i think at the moment which probably just goes to goes back to your your uh your comment earlier paddy that you know do i think that there will be a michael Owen or a robbie fowler i think you'll probably take 15 shots 
at trying to find the next one. And if you get one of them right, that'll be a good thing. But um, yeah, it's all to be seen yet. All to be seen. Paddy, um, I think that's going to do it for us because we're kind of wandering a small bit in the in the in the, in the, in the podcast now. But uh, no, it's been great. It's been great to, to catch up with you and just get your views on Target on Cameron Archer and on Jacob Ramsey. Um, you know, over the next week or so, we will be back again. We're going to try and keep up the four podcasts a week thing because uh, if we can, we've got some features. As I say, I hope to be speaking to somebody from Stoke next season, next week. I have a piece on Quinton Merlin. I have a piece on one of my favorites, Guido Rodriguez, uh, and just little things like that that will be coming out. If there's anything that you guys want to see from us, please just drop me um, a message. Uh, mm. on Twitter uh, I'd absolutely love to if I can put it together I can put it together absolutely no problem and we'd we've an exciting uh, week ahead Neil we've got, we've got the fixtures mm-hmm. out next Thursday fixtures that's yeah. always the, that's always the signal of the of the of the great hope that's going to kill us again yes <laughs> so, so we, we'll yeah. get uh, we, we'll get into that from we'll, we'll probably come on and talk about that next Thursday just want to give out a shout out to a good friend of mine Sean Carroll who lives in Birmingham he's a big big Villa fan big Ireland fan Got the all clear from cancer yesterday. Absolutely incredible news. And uh, I get to meet him tomorrow. He's flying over for the, the Ireland game tomorrow. So we're going to have Excellent. many points to celebrate in getting the all clear. So it's always get to, it's always good to get a good news story. Especially if you're going to watch Ireland play football. It's good to have good news. Well, I, I, in there because there's it'll no be the first time in, in a long, long football. time where I could not care less what happens tomorrow once I get a few points with Sean. And Absolutely. Celebrate. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Ireland football. It's tough going at the moment. Tough going. Um, but uh, that's ours yeah. across the bear. You're, you're not allowed to mention Jeff Hendrick, you know that? It's banned off this podcast. Don't even say the words. Uh, what? What? I won't even drink Hendrick's gin. And, and yeah. account. Well, I'm looking, for, looking forward to seeing John McGinn again tomorrow, uh, possibly playing uh, a little bit further forward for Scotland and seeing... I know he's not up against much, but it'll be interesting to see how he fares out. And I'm looking forward to to uh, not being too bothered about how we got on, because as far as I'm concerned, this Nations League is over. Yeah, our Nations League is definitely over. I'm just more concerned about on next Tuesday night watching Ireland and Italy and Ireland beat Italy and they could get qualified. Automatic qualification for the first time ever to the Euro Under 21s Championship. And I think that yeah. that should be the whole, um, the whole uh, association's uh, priority they should all the 21 eligible players in the senior team should all drop down and we should go to is it somewhere is it it's Ascoli or somewhere like that I think they're playing Italy and uh, they should just go there and blow the doors off them and win the bloody thing might as well go and win it while you're over there instead of uh, yeah. instead of messing around is that who Liam Brady finished up with down there Ascoli could have been could have been um, could have been for sure I don't know Um, you might you might uh, might notice Paddy, but Liam uh, Brady. No, Liam Brady finished up with West Ham. Yeah, but before that was not asking. Oh yeah, you know? it was asking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You might you mightn't think it, but uh, he was a bit before my time, Paddy. Liam Brady, old chippy. I will leave that one to you. Um, yeah, well, Liam Brady is a is a big hero in our house because my father, believe it or not, was his manager. <laughs> he was Kevin's too, boys. With St. Kevin's boys, he wasn't too much older than him at the time, but. He was his manager. He was maybe seven or eight years older than him, but he managed him underage for, for St. Kevin's boys. Um, yeah. Before he finished up with Arsenal, actually, he brought my dad over to the Emirates and the two of them had a, a bottle of wine between them and a good a good natter that's about seven or eight years ago. 
But uh, he's a big hero in our house. That's that's how I remember that he played for Ascoli. That's good to know. Yeah, and saying Kevin's boys for anyone anyone who's any kind of fleeting even interest in Irish amateur football, saying Kevin's boys. If you know if you're with them, you're going places. You know, it's a nice uh, a nice club and a very historic and and a successful club as well. Um, I have a I have a funny feeling that a lot of Villa fans will hear a lot more about St. Kevin's boys in the next few years because there's a, a young lad playing there who has been signed by Aston Villa very much under the radar and this fella scores 50, 60 goals a season and if he continues to go on the trajectory he's going, we're in for a treat. If I'm not mistaken, it was an Aaron O'Reilly for St. Kevin's boys as well before he went to St. Pat's, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Oh uh, well, I'm just going to try and figure it out. <laughs> <you know>. um, <laughs> I think he was well. In the, in the absence of actual factual information, we're going to say that it's the best information that we have, and we're going to take it. But uh, okay. he, I'm just thinking he could have been Joy's, so I'm kind of going, oh, I'm not quite, quite sure. But then again, he could have been Home Farm. Who knows? Who knows? Who yeah. knows? They're all the same up there. Well, I was, I was waiting on St Kevin's Boys Parent Club is is. Uh, West Brom. So I was I was yes. waiting on our new uh, youth development team to bring them across, but it hasn't quite happened. But they seem they seem to be looking at a couple of players there, all right. Yeah, that's good, and it's always good to have have the nose to the ground uh, with regards to that. But uh, no, that's a good look with the good news for your mate in Birmingham. It's going to be coming over. That's a good news story to finish up the podcast on. And uh, yeah, as I say, you go out and you deserve your points if you're going to go watching Ireland football at the weekend. Bigger <laughs> men than me to be able to do that. But um, no, listen, thanks everybody for watching. And uh, as I say, and 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 a different time on a Friday, but we just wanted to fit one in. And later on this evening, wouldn't really work for either of the two of us. Probably be back tomorrow. I don't know which one I'm going to, go, going to do tomorrow, either Quinton Merlin or Guido Rodriguez, one of the two. And then next week, we will have a scouting series with a couple of other bits of loan watch mixed in. Um, so keep an eye out. If you aren't already following, please hit the subscribe button. Please give this video a like. Really appreciate it. Audio stuff as well. All you got to do is subscribe. Really appreciate that. You don't even have to listen to the audio podcast just in case we we will. And I know I keep on saying it and it's like as if it's a threat that will never happen. But there's going to be a week or two here where we'll just be audio only. Where we won't be able to do some videos. So I just don't want you guys to miss out on those as well if you are interested in that kind of stuff. So um, thanks ever so much, everybody, for listening. Stay safe. Stay well. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Where's my outro? Actually. My outro. I've turned down the audio and the intro and the outro. So let me know if it is actually any way different for you guys because I don't know. I just don't know. I keep on turning it down every other time, but it keeps on turning itself back up. So anyway, here goes the outro. Let me know if it's too loud. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.